Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Max, how you doing, bud? I am bloated. Ooh, gassy bloated, just not feeling well? I don't know. Mm. The bloat is real. The bloat is real. Nobody pop him with a sharp object. Please do not. Keep the puppy away. (laughs) The knife puppy? Yeah, that's the one. Hey, speaking of knife puppy, you know, there's a hoodie of the knife puppy on our Teespring website. It's, you know, you should really check out the Teespring if you haven't. There's a lot of delightful designs on there. (laughs) Look, anything dumb we say is going to turn into a t-shirt and get thrown on there. Yeah. There's Tim even, is all about that. It's it's not a branding thing. It's a silly, I'm going to make this a reality thing. Yeah. If you need capes and scouts, God, I can't talk today. I'm leaving that in. If you need capes and scouts yoga pants, they're on there. Yes, they are. They're they're delightful as well. Why not? When you're doing your yoga, don't you want people to say, what the hell is that? Exactly. You know and, they're going to be staring at you anyway doing that yoga. That's right. Either because you're sexy or because you're doing it way wrong. Either way. Maybe both. Maybe it could be both. Por que no los dos? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Stop speaking your weird language. Sorry. Don't you? My Joe Livingstone voice. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Call back. Anyways, uh, we're going to talk about some movies, Max. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I will go Second. All right, then I will go first. And I did a documentary. I know I do a lot of them. Shut up. Turtle Power, the definitive history of the TMNT. I've heard of this one. Yes, this is our buddy Randall Lobb. Woo! Randall, how are you, buddy? We interviewed Randall if you have not yet listened to it. Uh, he was the filmmaker who did the documentary that came out along with uh, Dark Crystal, so Age good. of Resistance. Yeah. yeah, he does a great job. He does a great job here. This is from 2014. I watched it on September 21st. Your IMDb minutes, one hour, 38 minutes. Your genre, documentary. Woo. Again, directed by Randall. Randall Lobb. Starring Peter Laird, Kevin Eastman, Mark Asquith. With. With. And uh, a million people. Oh, a million people. Just a million people and several turtles. I've seen this documentary. It's very good. It is. IMDb summary, the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's all they said. They're right. That's what it is. I added the bullet point of our boy Randall Lobb. Hi, Randall. Yeah, it's great. Randall's great. He's so nice. We should talk to Randall again. I miss him. He's great. He's super great. His Instagram's fun. He posts really beautiful places in Canada that he's walking through, and I'm just like, it's so pretty. That's awesome. You're doing nice things, and Uh I'm stuck here staring at Max. No. um, (laughs) Pictures. Pictures. Bullet Point's very in-depth look at the TMNT history. Yeah, it is. Large focus on the early years, which I loved. You don't get a lot of the footage, a lot of the pictures, a lot of the... just. You get a brief gloss over and everything. They're like, eh, the turtles were these two guys. But it really was a lot more to it than that. Yes. And they, you see these weirdos, these nerds, these, you know, putting together this weird turtle thing almost randomly. Yeah. And uh, just like, hey, let's... Buy a house, turn it into a studio. Let's, let's do these things. And, like, it's not things people often do. Right. It's 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 all in. You're just all in. Yep. There's really good, uh, really great behind-the-scenes footage used from the movies, especially the first movie. Oh, my goodness, yes. I loved watching all of that. Yeah. That first movie, I love. That uh, movie's great. I love that movie, and uh, I'm sure it'll end up on here at some point. <clears throat> it's so good. Soundtrack to that movie. Oh, yeah. Is so unbelievably good. Yeah, it fits. It fits all the different things going on, and it was oh, very good. Oh, so good. <laughs> I mean, it's no Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. It's not. It's better. It's not Kevin Nash Super Shredder. It's, it's not. It's not. 
It's not Michelangelo with a weird face and just the third one's weird. Oh, the third one's not good, Jared. It's not good. Oh, Jared likes it? Oh, of course he does. Well, of course he does, but... It's not good, Jared. Jared, uh, you got to give me a ranking on Team NT3, and if I feel your ranking's too high... But you got to give me a real answer. But if I think it's too high, I'm thinking I'm going to push Fallow That Bird through production a little quicker. I'm just saying. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. So you have a chance to delay it. By being realistic. By it's being realistic. Good. Yeah. You don't, don't try none of your Jared shit. That's right. Um, everything gets some love. The cartoons, the comics, the toys, the movies. Turtle Mania, man. I'm telling you. It was like Hulk. Yeah, the magazine. Everything the on magazine, there. Yeah. yeah. They really went through it all. And I love it because it really did impact the toys. The toys were awesome. They had a stage show. A traveling stage show. Oh, my God, show. yes. Coming out of their shells yes. tour. Yep. And uh, which person was on that? I've already forgotten. Uh, Michael uh, what, Michael Ian Black? Uh, yes, Was correct. one of them, and there was somebody else was part of that. It was amazing. The story. I was like, you even got them to talk about this? It's yeah. amazing. It's Randall, so you're good. you're a genius. It's so good. You um, know NECA made toys for that now? For that? They're coming out of their oh, shell tour? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I want those bad things. Unbelievable. That's great. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had that on cassette. Oh, me too. Splinter sings a song about the stones. Oh, my goodness. So good. So bad. So, so good. So good, bad. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Randall, you did a great job. I don't, I, If you don't know the history of the Turtles, there's no better way to learn it than watching this. Mm-hmm. Outside of, I guess, living it, which you can't do. You cannot. So get on it. IMDB gave it a 7.0. Rotten Tomato critics didn't do it. Weird. Weird. We should get on there and yeah, fix that. I would love to. Yeah, me too. Rotten Tomatoes audience, 64% out of 121 people. I gave it an 8.0. Yeah, I think so. It does everything it's set out to do very successfully. Very, very successfully. They cover so much ground. I was wondering where they would cap it. And, I mean, I know there's a lot that's happened since, you know, 2014. But yeah. It was... A surprising amount. Nickelodeon really took it over at that yes. point. Mm-hmm. But he, do, he does a great job. And, I mean, so much has happened. Maybe he'll come back to it again later. That'd be sweet. Do a part two. Randall, you can have that idea. Especially if it's not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't blame me. 1989. <laughs> Ooh. A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yep. Part five, The Dream Child. Cinco. Watch this in May of 2020. Mm. One hour, 30 minutes, the perfect time. Oh, yeah. Horror, directed by Stephen Hopkins, starring Lisa Wilcox once again, mm-hmm. Danny Hassel, and Kelly Joe Minter. 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 Movie summary. The pregnant Alice finds Freddy striking through the sleeping mind of her unborn child into the real world. What? That's brilliant. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, this movie is much more streamlined and, pl- and a planned installment than four. Okay. It feels like there was a plot. Good- goodness forbid. And they were trying to follow it through. It's very much um, Stephen Hopkins had a background in comic books. Okay. And it's very much feels kind of like everything was laid out almost in panels. Like everything's really well thought out. It still has that getting from one scene to another feel to it to an extent. And a lot of the later entries do. But some of the entries are really cool. Like there's this MC, MC Escher kind of style thing with all these stairs at the end. There's one of my favorite kills where uh, Dan's on a motorcycle and the motorcycle like fuses into him and turns him to like this weird cyborg thing that's really freaking bizarre. It's like, what were they on when they came up with these ideas? But they're really cool. This one has a lot of neat characters in it. I think the, the cast gels together pretty well, more successfully than some of the other parts. Um, it's definitely higher up on my list of the bad Elm Streets, if you sure. will. Right. But I enjoy it quite a bit for some of the bad. Like, this is up there. Because to me, it's one, two, or it's, I won't tell you. I won't tell Ooh, you. But don't there tell are, me. There are three movies that I consider to be well-made films in this 
franchise. I know two of the three. And then there are others that I consider to be not quite as good, but still enjoyable. And then there are yet more that I consider to be poop soup. I think I could guess the three. I, I know two. I think I know what the third one Okay. We'll talk about it off air. You don't get nothing, audience. Nope. We're not here for you. If you wanna if you wanna hit us up yeah. on the uh, on the Twitter, if we get enough requests, I will do a mini sode about these Nightmare on Elm Streets. That would be great. IMDB gives this one a five point two out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes critics, thirty two critics, thirty one percent. Whoa. Not even a percent per critic. Ooh. Audience, <laughs> two hundred and seventeen thousand eight hundred and thirty seven of them, thirty two percent. Oh, man. I am just fucking generous as shit, and I give this a six <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> I do really like this one, though. I, I remember the stairs. The stairs are really cool. So, Super so, Freddy's in this one. Right. Like, so many of these, I don't remember which ones they're from, but when you say, like, the stairs, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. It's a good one. I think better than the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes would lead you to believe. Oh, those rotten, rotten-ass tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Well... I want to take you to a weird movie. You ready to go see a weird movie? I love weird movies. This movie is known as Animal World. Okay. In America. Okay. It's a Chinese adaptation of a Japanese manga. Okay. Yes. It is known as Dongwu Shi Ji is its original Chinese title. Uh-huh. The anime... Is called Gambling Apocalypse Kaiju. The manga is called Taba Taboku Mokushuki Kaiji. Huh. Anyways, that's a lot of information I threw at you. It is. It's from 2018. I watched it on September 23rd. It's two hours, 12 minutes. Genre action, fantasy, sci-fi, manga. Hmm. I noticed you took a day off of watching movies for my birthday. I did. In in, in remembrance. Uh, I did. Uh, di- now everybody knows your birthday. Oh, no. Oh. If you want to send Max gifts, just send him to the comic book store, 30 North Main Street, Glassford, New Jersey. He'll get them. I will. That's right. Directed by Jan Han. Are you serious? I am. Jan Han. I was like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. That's a man's name. That's a man's name. <laughs> it's Jan Han. His parents knew what they were doing. They did. Starring Yi Fang Lee, Yunhei Yi, and Bing Kong Kao. I think I did that right. I think you did okay. I think I did okay, yeah. IMDb summary, a man finds himself deep in debt and is coerced to board a ship that hosts a risky gambling party. Okay. My bullet points based on Gambling Apocalypse Kaiji, there are three Japanese films and this Chinese version. Interesting. So I didn't know that going into this. Okay. I said I thought it was based off a, a manga. I thought that was mentioned somewhere in, right. when I picked it, and I was just like, whatever, it looks cool. Michael Douglas is in this movie. Whoa. Michael Douglas shows up a bunch. I thought he was just going to be like a one-off kind of character. He's like a, a scummy guy running it. Okay. But like he, he just keeps coming. I was like, he's just, he's all in on this movie. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, surprisingly fun. I was afraid it would just be stupid because the main thing they're playing in this gambling boat is rock, paper, scissors. Oh, okay. The rock, paper, scissors, they're actual physical cards with the, the emblems yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. And it is surprisingly awesome because they're trying to do the math in their head how many uh-huh. papers left who got to if you you learn real quickly if you run out of cards they throw you overboard they shoot you and throw you overboard oh neat so you're playing for keeps and they're just trying to figure it out everybody's cheating them everybody's trying to screw them over hmm. uh, it's supposed to be one-on-one he does band up with a couple of people to try to survive will they screw him out like it's just right. constantly you're on edge like i didn't think you could make rock paper scissors 
this intense. That's awesome. It's actually really stylized and really cool. Uh, there is a strange, there's strange clown scenes that you think will be more important than they are. Hmm. It's still kind of fun. He has like, I guess, like a mental breakdown at times. The whole reason he he's in debt is he's trying to take care of his mother who's in the hospital. Okay. And he has this super aggressive moments where he's like, if if you push him over the edge, he he thinks he turns in his mind he turns into this clown, and they show you him as this clown just beating the piss out of everybody. Interesting. It's very weird. I'm sure it makes more sense in a manga, right? Uh, it looks cool, but it's just weird hmm. in the movie, anyways. And uh, I'm under the impression this Chinese version is kind of like the more tame version, and like the Japanese trilogy is super intense and probably covers many different games. Yeah, that's interesting. It's I it, there's it's just so hard to describe. It's super weird, but it's super cool. And you're just like, how can he even survive this? And as it goes on, and it's a chunky movie. It's two hours twelve. Like, yeah, I'm just like, does he get out of this? That's can he get out of this? One of my worst, like, biggest. I don't like one of the things I have a toughest time with mm-hmm. is when you're talking to somebody about an anime, yeah, or even like a comic that's gone pretty deep into it, and you're talking about. So, like, imagine something like a clean room, and they're like, oh, that sounds really interesting. What's it about? Right. Um. Well, and you're like trying to kind of like, how do I elevate or pitch this? Because it's so heavy. like anime and like, you know, the comic, a lot of comics and things are just so heavy and immersive. That it's like you can't really, These huge you can't really elevate story. or pitch it. Yeah, yeah. It's super tough. It goes through so many iterations. Like I had to do this recently with Sam because I was like, oh, Attack on Titan season three, four got announced. It's going to come out soon. So I want to watch season three. And she's like, oh, that's cool. What's it about? I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's so much to unpack that, like, explaining it, you're just going to be bored listening to me talk about it. All right, Sam, it. here's the quick pitch for what Attack on Titan is. They're big people. They're normal-sized people. Big people want to eat all the other people. They come attack those people, and regardless of whether they're successful or not, everybody really, really sad about it. I think that's fair. That's yeah. better than I could do. Yeah, just everybody's sad all the time. Super yeah. depressing. That's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you love that shit. Oh, yeah. IMDb score, 6.5. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 67%. That was 12 critics. The audience gave it 80%. That was 222 audience members. I fall in line. It's a 6.5. Nice. It's a solid movie. It's just super weird. I like that. I think they even pitch it to you on Netflix. It's like, hey, this is weird. I like that. Good luck. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you got it. This shit's weird. We're not going to explain it because it's anime. (laughs) Perfect. Yep. Well, live action. Yeah. Live action anime. Live action anime. Live action Chinese adaptation of Japanese, Japanese anime, which is based off of a manga. Right. Ooh. Like a seventh generation adaptation. Oh boy. By like the third different uh, culture. Wild. Yeah. I hope we get an American version. <laughs> 1987. Ooh. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. <gasps> Dream Warriors. The one you were waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this in May of 2020. One hour, 36 minutes, and it is a horror film. It's a beautiful film. Directed by the fantastic Chuck Russell. Mm -hmm. Starring Patricia Arquette, Mm -hmm. Heather Langenkamp, John Saxon, you know, folks. John Mellencamp. No, just John Saxon. Oh. (laughs) Summary here, a psychiatrist familiar with Freddy helps teens in a mental hospital battle the killer who's intruding in their dreams. Nice. Uh, My thoughts on this movie is it's so much better than two. Like, man, what a turnaround. I don't know if you know this, but Chuck Russell wrote this in tandem with Frank Darabond. Interesting. Yeah. That was when they were trying to break into the business early on. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. 
this is the spot where Freddy starts to pivot and starts to become more playful, but he's still dangerous and scary in this one. Yes. He can be pretty gnarly. He does some pretty messed up things, but the the kills start to become cute and but they start to like they start to get the one liners like you get welcome to primetime bitch in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the kills are all really interesting. Like taking a girl's head and jamming it into a television set is pretty brutal. Yes. But they do a nice job of making the whole thing seem dangerous. It puts a lot on the line. Um, brings back Nancy from the original and uses her very, very effectively in this one. I think it's a really successful story. It has the right amount of playful and scary that I think it just really kind of is. I think a lot of people find this to be their favorite, and I think I can see why. And it's I, docking. Yeah, well, yes, of course, that song is tremendous. It just, I think, plays out really smoothly. It's easy to watch. It's got so many great bad lines. Yeah. And it's just so much fun. It's just the right levels of campy and serious that it works really well. Using the the very poignant at the time, the kids at risk, like mental health kind of topical issue. And we'll see this again play out in later installments. But I think this was the first one to really touch on that. And it was really smart, just overall really well handled. And I think that, you know, Chuck Russell did a great job with the direction. Him and Darabont did a nice job penning the script, which went through several hands, including Craven's. And this is when they really, him and uh, Shay fell out, fell, fell apart completely at this point. It's so good, though. I think he really recovered and made it pretty awesome. And Dokken wrote a song. Yes, they did. Dream Warriors. So good. Oh, it's so good. Good job, Dokken. Yes. IMDb gives us a 6.6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 36 critics, 72%. Nice. Audience, 304,186 gave it 68%. I don't know why I thought that would be more. I am more generous than everybody, but not by a lot. 7.5. Yeah, no. Dream That's Warriors it. is great. This is the third of the three. Yes, I figured. <laughs> ah, Dokken. You're so good. Don't want to dream no more. Don't want to dream no more. Don't want to talk no more. <laughs>